We're going to find you dead in your spaghetti with Bill O'Reilly on the TV. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 71 of Planet Rage. 71, baby. One, I know. Wow. Soon wow. We'll, we will be at uh, 72 and that would be... Uh, the number of the greatest catcher ever to play for the Chicago White Sox, Carlton Fisk's number. Oh, really? And then, uh, and then that's it. It's all downhill from there. As Johnny Carson frequently said to Ed, I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Darren. Well, there is a lot of data out there, so it's hard to know it all. But the Red Sox gave up on him. This was back in like 1982-83, I believe. When uh, he was traded to the White Sox, the Red Sox thought he was at the end of his career and he ended How up playing at that time. Um, he was probably in his late 30s or early th- somewhere in his 30s. What did Don Lemon have to say at the time? <laughs> he was like three, I think. At the Oh, no, he would. He would have been like uh, 20. So I don't think he was. OK, although you never know. You never know what he was paying attention to. But Fisk ended up playing more years with the White Sox. But he was number 27 with the Red Sox, so he chose number 72, which is an odd number in baseball for a, a regular player to have. They don't usually what, is go there that a, high. Is there a rhyme and a reason to baseball numbers? Now you made me curious. Usually I lower. Know. Lower means what? Better. Oh, okay. I mean, like Babe Ruth. I mean, he was three. I mean, there was, oh. this is, and again, it came down to the, uh, you know, just uh, the way things were done at the time and it was kind of like if you went into spring training and a guy was wearing like number 89 you're like oh, i don't need his autograph yeah okay and has anyone ever been number one of course yeah i mean the one dog really? here in chicago lance johnson i mean they're the yankees i think their first x amount of numbers now have all been retired so it makes it harder to uh to get those yeah but there have been guys that are and i always loved in NASCAR, there is a, a double zero again, but back in the day when I start watching NASCAR, the double zero car was a guy named Buckshot Jones. So it was great because it looked like the, uh, you know, the double barrel double shotgun. Buck. What a, <laughs> and what a great name. I know. Um, why I want to be called Buckshot Jones. Holy shit. I know. That's cool. I think, I think by just the overall having that name, he was destined to be a, um, yeah. either a race car driver or an old West villain. I would really try to pick up on. But in an oddity here on uh, episode number 71, the exact same statistics from last week, 11 shot, three fatally. That is an oddity. We've never had that. We've never had a repeat in all 71 episodes. No, and it has gone down a little. So, I mean, maybe it uh, was, maybe it's the rain. It was a rainy kind of weekend, chilly. Has, has it been raining in Chicago too? Yeah. 
and maybe they're just not uh, reporting the statistics because I believe that uh, tomorrow they're voting for mayor. Yeah, you got an election. What's going on? Tighten us up on that, Darren. There's actually competition for Lightfoot. I mean, this is the first round. So I guess this is the round where the top two will then go to, you know, sudden death. But this is what will determine the, the ballot for the the real yeah. election, which is going to get them down to two candidates. It looks like there might actually be a uh, a white guy that could be mayor of Chicago again. That's an oddity. I, I know. Rahm Emanuel's coming out of retirement. <laughs> no, uh, Paul oh. Vallis, who is actually not a complete insane person, which things have gotten bad enough in Chicago. It's going to be interesting to see how the people vote. Yeah. I mean, if you well, believe I saw that, that the, you see the that. number one, the number one issue is crime. Is Lori denying his crime? Oh yeah. The Lori Lightfoot ad is claiming <laughs> that she's been bringing the crime down, that she's been working really? hard and, mm. and being successful bringing the crime level down. I think it just might be that once you kill off everybody in the city, it's harder to find people to kill. Maybe that's it. That's a damn good point. It's probably it. People are leaving the city at massive rates, which is no surprise to you in California or the people in New York. The uh, Texas and Florida are the ones that are getting a lot more people showing up all of a sudden. Oh yeah. Sure. And, And I mean, really when it comes to, not having a state income tax, those would be the states that you're going to have people thriving by going there because it's just getting to be too much. Sure. I know they're talking about the taxes on the property here in Crook County, which is where Chicago is. Luckily, I'm just outside of that, but the property taxes have gone up for some people. They said it was like a thousand percent, which I don't even understand how that works. Yeah. You get like a bill one year and it's 500 bucks and the next year it's 5,000. How does that really work? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. But the government needs they money. Want to do. They're the government, baby. Right. Nobody's going to be able to stop them. That's the problem. Yeah. Nobody can stop them. And uh, you can try voting them out. But then you see it gets to the point to where people will question whether or not that works, whether or not your votes are actually being counted correctly. Because we know in some areas, they're probably not. I think we're past the point of voting, personally, really. Which is why you want to go out to your local gun store, load up on ammo, and uh, things that you might need to feed your family as well. And have, you know, I never was a big fan of buying the bottled water because I think overall it's very wasteful. But you might want to have 20, 30 pallets of that somewhere because. Really? Things might start breaking down. Sure. I bet all those people in East Palestine wish they had bottled water. Well, Trump bought them some, but uh, even before he got there. Yeah, some McDonald's and some. <laughs> some bottled water. Some McDonald's and bottled water, yeah. So. Yeah, we don't have quite a functioning federal government. And I highly well, recommend. It, it only functions for people that vote the right way. If, uh, you know, apparently with East Palestine, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and they... Oh, there's a problem and everybody tries to pass the buck. They try to blame somebody else. Nobody wants to take responsibility and go, wow, there's a lot of people who may be in danger in this area because of this chemical spill. Maybe we should do something about it. No, it took PD 
the booty judge. It took him like three weeks to get there. Dressed as Bob the Builder. I know. I mean, I want I, somebody to explain that. What the fuck? He needed a hard hat and safety glasses and a yellow vest. <laughs> but the, the like, best thing was, what, what was he going to do? Like, uh, you know, help help lift those fucking uh, derailed boxcars back onto the tracks. I mean, what, what, what was he doing? What was that? About? I don't know. But the best thing I heard was that his shoes were like really expensive shoes. Oh, he's wearing Bruno Miley's OJ shoes or something. Maybe really? that people were like, you know, he really should have just yeah. gone to a local uh, Kmart or something and bought a pair of work boots to not look like he was that out of touch. But that's I don't think they know they're out of touch. And that's no, that's the problem. I was just having that conversation with my wife well, when she was home for lunch. I'm like, the problem isn't where we are with the news media. People like uh, our buddy Keith Olbermann, who we got some clips from for this show. Uh, you know, the Jake oh, Dappers, the Don Lemons. The problem with all of these folks to me isn't that they believe or that they're saying something different than what I believe, because I know a lot of people lie and I know people will lie for money. The scariest thing to me is I think they believe what they're saying. Mm. And that's even more terrifying because I could take I'm lying for money. My boss says, will you get a really big check? If somebody said to me, they would pay me, you know, 25 million a year to spout the liberal talking points in every one of my podcasts. Man, I would be spouting those liberal talking points. Mm. But I would know I was not believing what I was reading. Right. I think those folks believe it. Well, I think they, they believe it. Some believe it. But I also think some know it's bullshit. You know, it's like I always say with with um, commies, there's only two varieties. There's uh, stupid ones and evil ones. And evil ones really know what it's all about. Right. And the dopes buy into it. It's that simple. And um, with, you said, like, you know, do they know? I think Pete Butterjugs actually <laughs> knows um, how, uh, how. I've never how, heard Butterjugs before. I like that. You know, it's funny. I said that at the dinner table the other night. My daughter, the same reaction as you, she cracked up and said, is that fresh? And I said, yes, it is. So there. <laughs> nice. Um, but I think he he knows. I mean, he, he I guarantee you, he Somebody dressed him up and said, here's your hard hat and your yellow vest and your safety glasses. And then, um, you know, some, some probably apparatchik said, you know, you know, shoes aren't quite. And, and Pete's like, no, I like these shoes. Fuck them. Yeah, Fuck them. I dig the you shoes. Know, you know, because look at his little press flack bimbet idiot um, complaining that uh, somebody asking, asking questions of her was aggressive. Turn off the cameras. I'm a press, I'm a press flack, but I don't, I don't want to speak on, on camera. Uh-huh. So, you know guaranteed you know, Pete's good with that. It's, 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 it's reached a point with them where it's why? Because fuck you. That's what it really is. Fuck. We don't, we don't owe you a, a, an explanation. Fuck you. We're going to do what we want to do. I'm going to wear my fucking thousand dollar loafers with this ridiculous outfit and everybody's going to see them because that's what I want to wear. Fuck you. Well, it's the first time I could remember a politician ever pulling out the, yeah, I'm taking some personal time right now. I can't answer right. your question. Yeah. I'm taking a personal time having a jog. Yeah, around the Capitol, right? Like, mm-hmm. But no, your job isn't nine to five. You don't clock in. No, exactly. And then the the um not a not a not thinly veiled threat at all. Let me get a picture of you so I can have some jackbooted FBI thugs kicking your door at four a.m. because I don't like you and I want to make sure I know who you are. Wasn't that what it was? What other reason was there for him to request a picture from that woman? What? Maybe afraid? I guess if you want to believe afraid. that, you know. Well, I'll bet he had a couple of bodyguards jogging along with him there. Yeah, I'll then it should be did. fine. Yeah. Although, I mean, I think we figured out why uh, Biden was in a restaurant. It was all just to uh, to 
give a distraction that he wasn't in uh, or heading to the Russian area. Hmm. That would be my guess now. Because that was like, oh, yeah, they were. That was it. Because that, I guess that was the night. Like everybody saw Biden and his wife out having dinner. And then everybody sneaks out to the airport where there were no lights on and get down to the airplane. And there were only, I, I read a thing where there was only two members of the press corps that were invited along and their phones and everything were taken. So, you know, this was all trying to keep this hush hush, which only made it funnier when you found out that they told Russia that he was coming. I mean, they, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw in days in advance that he was heading for Ukraine. And then when he gets there, they do this retarded photo op with uh, Shorty next to him and, and Joey doing the zombie shuffle as they turn on the air raid sirens. You know, if they didn't want that to be, uh, um, you know, disseminated, they could have sat on that. So I don't understand what the whole thing was about secrecy. There's no secrecy there, was there? You know, it's very weird because if there was, in fact, the possibility of incoming bombs Mm. do you continue walking down the street i don't it was complete bullshit (laughs) it was complete utter bullshit the whole thing i mean i know that maybe joey's not the brightest but i think Zelensky has at least a few brain cells left and uh Mm. if there's actually the possibility that there are incoming munitions you don't just walk calmly down the street no it's total bullshit staged Yeah, they won't even do that, which is like, well, did we just add, was this just sweetened? Did they add the air raid or was it actually on when he was walking down that area? And was this good point? I don't know. I'm still questioning whether it was uh, actually done at the time that we were told or was he there weeks earlier, months earlier, years? You never know. And yeah, right. True. We know the deep fakes now are getting so much better. Yes, they are. That you can't believe anything you see, though, which just adds to way more problems than but all this shit from the fucking tards on on uh, Twitter. Our president braved, you know, it was marched into a battle zone without armor to me. <laughs> right. Just so funny. The bullshit, man, is just fucking. You know, the, and, and you're screaming the first president in what since, uh, I don't know, whatever the fuck, 200 years to do this. I mean, please. It's just sickening. It really is. Well, it is because, you know, it is all fiction yes but that is what you know again if anybody out there hasn't read 1984 recently or ever Mm. can you still get that on the amazon kindle i know they pulled that for a while uh yeah and if you do it'll probably have been uh, raped by the uh, sensitivity readers so who the fuck knows well i saw we were the early ones in on some of the the stuff with the language changing in the novel you know in the novels and uh oh yeah like you, you can't trust anything you see you can't trust anything you read you got a president who can barely get a few words out i thought this was this is just pulled for pure joy more than anything else <laughs> this is a joy cut I like this is this. just it's a quick little one of uh, dana carvey oh. who was the guy when we were younger he was the guy that was always the number one presidential especially with george bush the older He did a great George Bush. He really did. And they became friends, which I thought was the greatest part of that whole thing that Bush was like, yeah, okay. I like that. Yeah. You're not, you're not taking the cheap shots and Mm -hmm. you're, you're making it funny, which I think you understand if you're maybe Joey doesn't though. If you, once you get to be president, you're fair game. No, Joey doesn't get that at all. And this is just a quick 30 second thing. I don't even remember who Dana Carvey was talking to, but they were talking about, 
doing the impressions and then Dana Carvey does his Joe Biden impression. If you told me to do an impression of Biden, I go, I don't know what he sounds like. But then when you hear someone do it, you go, that's it. Yeah, there's young people online that do some amazing. But Biden was just, you know, kind of kind of initiatives of my father. Lost his job. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. It's a, it's no, a, no, oh. no joke. No joke. No one thinks it's a joke. Not yeah. getting around here. Come on. Like the Falling Flaws is proclamated in the Declaration of Independence. The people, all men are secreted equally. So, excuse me, secreted pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I thought he hit that pretty well. You know, it's, yeah, he was pretty good, but he what he started off good, and then he sort of morphed into the Pepperidge Farm guy. He got really creaky old man. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, and little, so it was, it was creaky, strong old man. He, he, it's, a, it's a very hard thing to do because you have to get a, 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 a timber of decrepitude into your voice. And I don't know how the fuck you do that. Really. You have to, yeah, you have to either take some really heavy-duty drugs. Yeah. Or, or you have to be going on like 14 days without sleep. Or somebody, you know... Adobe has to come up with a uh, a mummy filter, a mummy audio filter <laughs> right. that would do it. You got yeah. the chipmunk filter. You got the Satan filter. You need the the mummy the filter. Biden filter. Yes, because it's yes. very hard when yeah. you try to stumble over your words and to make it sound natural. Yeah, is very hard. I was reading an article the other day on one of these uh, was a golf club. Mm. an actual a company that makes golf clubs that was they were doing a commercial and the whole bit was that their clubs were so good that it didn't matter how far off center you hit it that if you hit it off center you're still going to get a good drive how the fuck can that be i don't know it's like magic mm. the funny thing was and they did they had a couple of pros in the commercial one of which was the greatest of all time tiger woods mm. who no matter what he did kept hitting it in the center of the club when he was trying to fuck it up he couldn't he couldn't sure he's like that's just like sorry it's like you know they would set it up and he would be like way off to the side and then when he would swing and hit it it was like magic yeah and he's just like well this is i spent my whole life trying to do this it's very hard to break that uh of course yeah to break that habit (laughs) and i think it's kind of like that with biden when you're trying to really fuck it up when you're trying to sound totally incompetent, you sound way more competent than he does because it, it's hard to get to that level. Sure. And, you know, just to um, crank it back two, three minutes about Dana and the elder Bush versus Joey and the elder Bush. I was never a fan of either Bush, um, but he had a sense of humor about it. And he said he became friends with the Carvey and that would never happen with Joey. And I think the reason of that is, is the elder Bush, uh, did have some, uh, you know, he had some achievements. He was a, he was a, a decorated combat vet flyer. Right. Um, he, you know, he had some chops, like him or not. Well, it was a Yale Joey, grad when it meant something, right? Yeah. And Joey's just a fucking clown who was uh, born on third base and thought he had a home run. So, of course, um, his, ego, his ego is going to be a lot more fragile. And people who do impressions of him are going to piss him off because they're always, they're always the first ones to get pissed because... They know they're just, uh, they're shallow. So, well, it's because of what you need now to do a Joe Biden impression. It is not just getting the voice right. It is the stammering, the stuttering, and nobody wants to be known for that. I'm sure George Bush, the elder, didn't want to be known for the quirks that Dana Carvey brought out. But again, they weren't, they weren't horribly mean. Right. 
And that maybe is the difference. It is kind of like just beating up on an old, you know, it's like as much as I don't like Joe Biden and his policies, at some point, there's something where you're like, he's a doddering old fool. And I know he's in a really bad position because he can nuke the whole world. But even knowing all that, at some point, you start feeling sorry for him, which is maybe the worst thing in the world. But, you know, it's hard to be mean to Joe Biden. I mean, I could be mean to AOC all day long because she would just keep spinning out stupid stuff. Mm. Joe Biden, I like he just he's too old. And I guess maybe this brings back to the to the conversation that should have been had when Don Lemon made his comments, which are, well, how, what what is too old for? A politician is there is there too old because you can you even go by age because there are 80 year olds that are in really good shape that aren't brains are having brains of mush so you really can't necessarily go by age but i do think term limits would be the answer for everything because then at least you have uh yeah an exit strategy if you will but i think though there, there needs to be a cap on the far end you have to be at least 35 to take the office and there should be uh, a number on the other side of that when you got to get the fuck off the stage. Yeah. When you know 75 is probably a good number. I don't give a shit how good shape someone's in. You know, it's like, go. And it would don't. be an entry number. Meaning if you're 75, you can run. And that means you're going to be out by, well, I guess you would have, there's no way then to be like, you can't run for reelection. So this gets to be where the, uh, the insanity comes in because it sounds like Joe Biden, although I get it. I think you have to say right now that, oh, I'm running. Because if you say you're not running, you cause a certain amount of uh, lame duckism. uh So I think you have to say you're running in two years. But, you know, maybe we do need the entrance at 75. Nobody over 75 getting elected. And then, okay, if you if you do a good job, nobody's going to keep you from retaking it at 79. But when you realize what that leads you to you're exiting the job at 83. I think most people can agree that most folks in their eighties are probably not who you want running a country. You know, you look at it, most corporations, major corporations have a get lost clause by 65, right? And they pretty much adhere to that unless they find themselves in some dire straits and they have to bring back some, some, uh, you know, some savior who's bypassed that. And then they, they, they wave the rule and they say, okay, bring in so-and-so whatever, because he's the only guy that can fix this mess. But they have a right to do that because that's a fucking private corporation. Um, I think that the government should be just, you know, whatever, there should be a number on the far end of that and sticking to it. You know, you, you reach this point, you know, sorry, it's over. Are you for giving anybody that wants to run a cognitive test where the results will be made public. Now you can't use this to disqualify somebody legally, but I think that would be an interesting thing that, well, you have to take the test and everybody gets to see what your results are as part of the data set of who do you want to vote for? I think that would be interesting. Although I know that'll never happen because the people that would have to vote that in would be the ones that have to take it. Of course. Of course. You think fucking chinless Mitch is going to say yay to that? No, sir. Not until you're ready to walk out the door. And that's an interesting thing as well. Like when you know somebody's out the door, you know, that's that's where a Biden would even a Trump, any president gets a little more dangerous when you know they're in their last few days. And it's like, Mm -hmm. eh, I'm going to throw some caution to the wind now. Well, you know, they're all for they're all for term limits until they bolt their asses to a senatorial seat. Then then they're not anymore. Yes. They want a job for life. 
you know, I think it at least would change if you got term limits across the board. This would make the political landscape more like you get in sports, meaning you wouldn't have a Barack Obama that came out of nowhere, did one term as a senator from Illinois and was then president. Right. You would have more of a step stool, you know, a ladder up, which is like, okay, if you want to spend 20 years in politics, you're going to have to be able to win as a maybe a governor of a state and then move into the house of representatives and then move into the Senate and then move into the presidency. Yes. Because you only get a certain amount of time at each one of those levels. And I think it would help at each one of those levels to have some previous experience, but knowing you can be in a job like Nancy Pelosi, how long Diane Feinstein, how long was she in that job? And it goes to the other side, Robert Byrd. How long was he in the, sure. You know, that's, you got to look at this and go, well, maybe Don Lemon's question was right. Like what is in their prime? And do you want to be in your prime? And I should have pulled the clip because it'd have probably been funny for this show, but my buddy Gene from the unrelenting show yes. sent a, a clip that somebody did about women in their prime. And there were two guys maybe in their late twenties and they're like, Oh no, you know, I, I say any woman under the age of 200 is in her prime. Oh yeah, obviously. Oh yeah. When I walk by an old folks home, I just get a boner. I can't even help it. There's so much in their prime and they're like, Oh yeah. And then when we go to the strip club, I'm always like, I'm hoping the 51 year old, uh, the strippers are there, you know, uh, cause they're really in their prime. And it's like, that's an interesting way to point out the absurdity of the conversation and what actually happened with the Don Lemon thing, <laughs> because it's like, nobody considers a 51 year old in their prime. Well, at least not for stripping. Well, I would hope not. I mean, if you like that thing, we're not shaming you. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I guess maybe if you're 80, that's your like the 50 year old strippers are great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The young ones at that point. (laughs) But I pulled this clip and I haven't even listened to this. It's three and a half minutes. And I figured it was going to be gold Mm. because it's our friends over at Sky News. Oh, and this was okay. even this was such a good clip that it was even on off the dot com, which is a news aggregator, because it said it had the Sky News Australia folks in tears, really mocking Joe Biden. So I wanted to hear this fresh. If you need a if you need a pause at any time, I'll holler. But first, let's take a moment and check in on the leader of the free world, President Joe Biden, who this week was given a clean bill of health from his physician who declared Joe is healthy and vigorous and is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Mm. Bridge over the, uh, over, the, over the Holly River. Look, and, and Warsaw, or excuse me, Washoe County in Nevada. We're spending $89 billion to add several lanes. Brilliant. And Biden was this week in no mood to answer questions about his weird response to random balloons being shut down. And then he got very angry when journalists asked questions about his family's dodgy business dealings with China. There's been criticism of this. Mr. President, Mr. President, there is Give me a break, man. <laughs> Did you overreact? That was a good one. 
Give me a break. Give me a break, man. Uh-huh. Give me a Kit Kat bar. You're asking about criminal charges possibly coming up on your son, and that's your only answer is give me a break. That means Joey knows there's a lot of fire behind the smoke. He needs peat butter jugs as a press flag to say that's aggressive. I'm not talking now. Yes, way too aggressive. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you ask me a hard-hitting question, Mr. Person in the news media? Yeah. Don't you know your job is to just repeat what I say? Don't be aggressive. Give me a break, man. But back to that routine physical he completed this week where an extremely detailed neurologic exam found no sign of cognitive decline. None at all. Okay, I do think it's funny when making fun of somebody's cognitive decline and speaking when she makes a mistake saying a word. I will yeah, say but I find that my understanding funny. that that portion was never released. They only did the uh, the non-mental, you know, the physical stuff. But I correct. Or did I miss? Did I, I don't so think what is she talking about? She said that it was released and said his, his cognitive abilities were up to snuff. I don't, I don't think there was any. They either claimed there was no test given or they didn't release those results. That was my, my understanding was that there yeah. was a test, but no results had been okay. released All unless right. something is switched in. The, maybe they got so much flack that, well, hey, we got to release something. And they went, OK, to say no. he's good. You know, our natural wonders uh, are, uh, you know, inspired and the reflection inspires our to take action. You know, um, uh, stop. (laughs) That was funny. Our natural and wonders are inspired to to take action. What does that mean? He's starting to remind me more and more of Kamala. That's the, the problem, I think. Yeah. You know, our natural wonders uh, are, uh, you know, inspired and the reflection inspires our to take action. You know, um, uh, yeah, I don't even know what he's trying to say there. Uh, He doesn't either. He has no idea. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. And that's we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. A solid meeting with, um, with uh, the, uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver uh, in the States that are affected. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got to take a pause there. You know, yeah. the thing. that may be the, the best of, I don't know. It's so hard to pick. There's so many juicy ones, but that's one of my favorites. You know, the thing. Yes. You uh, know, the thing. Well, it was like, and then he, he took a, a little bit of flack on something that I thought was being kind of mean again. This past yeah. week was, what was that? when he, uh, was trying to say he had a video conference with the people in Ohio do over the train thing. And he couldn't remember the word zoom. And then somebody's like zoom. And he's like, Oh yeah. Who's zoom and who that's the song I remember. And I'm like, I never, and I'm a big music. I never heard of the song. Get out of here. You never heard who's zoom. It was it Aretha. Yes. Or, um, yeah. I looked it up. It's, Great song. You, that was a big hit. It was like in the like 68 or something. That was before no, my time. That was a big hit in the early eighties. Was it? Zoom and who. Yeah. In the early 80s. I don't remember it. Yeah. yeah I do not remember that, but I do not hold it against him for not knowing what a Zoom call is called. Again, they should just say, you know, video conference. That would be easy what? enough. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you could file it under brain fart. Yeah. Okay. Anybody can, I mean, people do that all the time, but, but as far as the thing is about being mean to Joey, Joey is a very mean person. Oh, I agree. Vicious person. So if it's somebody who's basically, uh, you know, of sanguine nature and, and kind of a good guy, then, then you, then sort of the, you pin that mean meter a lot sooner. But with him, it's like, Hey, he's a prick. He deserves what he gets. <laughs> Probably true. Know the thing that <laughs> Joe Biden has been cognitively sound for years. I mean, only a perfectly sane man in peak physical and mental condition would recount a story like this. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Oh, yeah. And he ran yeah. a bunch of bad boys. And I did. And back in those days, you show how things have changed. One of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. Step those days you used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Yes, no man has ever been better equipped to lead the United States and indeed all of the free world and the current commander-in-chief. We're in good hands, folks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess the fact that he's still telling these stories now is the problem. Yeah. That plenty have been fact-checked. And it seems to be that maybe he is in the throes of something like Alzheimer's, because if anybody that's ever dealt with somebody like that, they are in a completely different world. I mean, there's dementia where you just forget things. Mm. And that's what one of my grandmothers had. The other one had the Alzheimer's and it was, they thought they were living back in the, you know, sixties or fifties and telling stories like it was current time again. Yeah. So maybe that's Joey. I don't know. He's got something going on. No doubt. No question about it. <laughs> but like I always say, he was, he was never real. He was never real bright to begin with. You know, so he's kind of starting with a half loaded gun. So, and he spent what? 40 some odd years in the Senate. Yeah. That tells you everything you need to know. It does. And I think the, the term limits are important because the incumbents have such an advantage once you get in because most people i hate to tell you i know we're different most people don't know who their politicians are no they don't so when you go to vote there's gonna be a lot of people in chicago that go vote and they're like i know Lori lightfoot i've seen her on tv right i don't know who these other people are yes and so they vote for her because they're like i don't know who the other people are and this is how you get Chicago or LA. Well, this is true too, but I was going to say, at least you have nice weather, but what the hell dude? Oh man. I'm telling you, it's been, it's been biblical <laughs> insane. It's just, it just rains. It's like monsoon rain. I mean, you know, back in the East, I don't know Chicago weather. I couldn't say, but uh, you know, in the Northeast, it'll rain hard for 20 minutes and then sort of lighten up. It's, you know, like throttle on throttle back, whatever. But it, when these monsoons hit in LA and it's only every, the big interval between them 
um, it'll rain torrentially, like hard enough to hurt your skin for 10 hours straight. And suddenly you'd see that there's five, six inches of rain. I mean, it's a lot of fucking rain. Um, you know, yeah, it's crazy. It looks like end of days kind of stuff. It does. Uh, you know, I was even out this morning in Ventura Boulevard. Half the traffic lights are still out. There's power outages everywhere. Stores don't. It's, it's fucked up, you know. Well, yeah, because you've got a lot of water dump. And now that yeah. I'm back to watching the NASCAR races, I tuned in for the for the uh, AAA. That's their equivalent race on Saturday, and it was like, nope, not gonna not gonna run today. It was like it's 40 degrees, yeah, and sleeting. It's like this is not good for no. <laughs> for vehicles to run at a high rate of speed. And that was out in Fontana, which I guess is close to LA. Yeah, it's probably 60 miles out there. Yeah, the Inland Empire they call it. Yeah. Uh, and then they're showing how far down the snow was and the mountains. And it's like, this is different for California. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are Here's in Chicago. Never had to get the snowblower out this winter. Not once. That's, that's a beautiful thing, Darren. I know. Beautiful. But it's usually when I would go out and I would listen to either that Larry show or no agenda or tell them Steve Dave or one of the podcasts I listened to. I would go out and spend the 30 minutes, whatever it took to start the snowblower up and clear the driveway and clear the walkways down to each neighbor on each side. Cause I figured I would be nice mm-hmm. this year. Not so much. Never once had to get the snowblower out, which just means that now it's going to be a bigger pain in the ass. Cause I'm probably going to have to empty the gas out of it. Sure. You will. And, uh, you know, two stroke engine, right? So you have to do that crap. Uh huh. Yeah. The kids still ring doorbells and say, let me shovel your walk for five bucks or something. Or is that, that's probably doesn't happen anymore. No, long gone, which I'm surprised. Yeah. Because that would be right in, you know, my ballpark for like, yep. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't mind the, the snowblower, but it's like, if somebody was going to do it instead of me and it was going to only cost me, you know, 20 bucks or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Because when it's, it's nice when it's only a few inches the few storms that we had last year, the year before that were upwards of six inches. The problem are when the snowplow comes by the front of your driveway, that ends up being like ice and like 12 inches of really, really heavy stuff. Sure. So I always want somebody to do the hard work. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Isn't that the podcaster's creed? Like let somebody else do the hard work. Yes. It makes a lot more sense. But we'll see. We still have time. I remember, gosh, it has to be going back now six or seven years because it it was my birthday at the ballpark. And it's been a long time since I've even watched a baseball game, but where the game got snowed out. The last time I went to the ballpark on my birthday, it was a snow out, Hmm. which is not something you usually see. So it can still snow into early April. Yeah. Well, spring is what now? Three weeks away, isn't it? uh March 21st. Is that the first day of spring? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. So something like that. Now you've got the clip from, uh, from Woody. And is this must be from SNL? Cause that was, yes, it is. That was an interesting, and I haven't seen it, but I've read enough to know the, the content of this. And I was, I was shocked that NBC covered this and, and allowed him to say these things. Well, apparently he went off script. That's ah, also, that would make sense. Yeah. I wonder how much time he had though. Let's play it. Then we can discuss it. Wonder how much time he had before sure. they were going to pull the plug. Yeah. So the movie goes like this. 
the biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. Yeah, he was he was talking about it. Oh, I had an idea for a movie. Yes. But nobody would buy it because it's it's who would believe that it was so crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he very wisely backloaded it. I mean, I think those monologues were usually you're supposed to be on a six, seven minutes, something like that. A pretty typical comedy set. And it was his last joke. So it was too late to snip <laughs> him, you know, pretty smart on his on his part. Get it in and uh there's not much they can do. It, yeah. kind of, it kind of brought me back to, and I think it was the first concert that Van Halen did with Sammy Hagar. And unfortunately, it was at Farm Aid, mm. which at the time was only being broadcast here in AM radio, which sucks for music. We all know this. Yes. But Sammy Hagar was not abiding by the FCC's normal. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, uh, and there was, it happened a few times. And then they were going into, uh, I can't drive 55 and I still got the audio here somewhere and I've got it in much better audio now that somebody that recorded it on an FM station had it where Sammy Hagar goes in and introduces, I can't drive 55 with this one's for all the tractor pulling motherfuckers out there. And our local station just went Whoa. silent. At that point. Whoa, Sammy, 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 Sammy. But I remember it all these years later. That'd be like 1985, 86, whatever that was. It seems like in the 80s. Probably was. But the thing is, the, uh, you know, the Twitterverse just exploded. And if you, if you Google, um, well, I never Google, I just use my Brave browser. Um, but if you, uh, if you look that up online, Harrelson, um, you know, on Pfizer or something, it's so hysterical, you know, Harrelson pushes anti-vax conspiracy theories on SNL. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as if that didn't happen. I mean, it's just so fucking incredible. You know, and now it's a conspiracy theory now. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, the data. Yeah, and, is- and he also had it a little bit wrong because even in his statement, because Big Pharma has owned the media for quite some time. It just didn't begin at the pandemic. They didn't have to buy them. They already owned them. Especially the news media. I don't see it yeah. again, although I don't. To be fair, I don't watch regular television, so I don't know if watching, you know, your regular comedies or drama on ABC, NBC, CBS, whether or not the amount of commercials for drugs is as much as they are when watching Fox News. It's not it's not horrible for the NASCAR races because they know. There are some drug commercials, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of auto commercials and insurance commercials and all that. It's not like, oh, we assume everybody is 70 years old and needs reverse mortgages and drugs. Right. Somebody, but Pfeiffer's like, you don't watch Young Sheldon? No, I do not. Who's Young Sheldon? That was the breakoff series from the Big Bang Theory about... uh, And I watched, I think, like the first season, (laughs) that was it, and that kind of got boring. Okay. I'm the typical person who's like, if I want to watch the uh, comedies now, I'm rewatching The Office. I have rewatched some of the other classic sitcoms during COVID. I mean, the best stuff was some things that I had seen episodes when I was younger, but never really watched 
in their entirety and in the order in which they aired because mm-hmm. watching both I Dream of Genie and Bewitched were oh way better shows than I remember them being as a kid. Were they really? I'll have to look. And, I mean, it may just also be that uh, Barbara Eden, like really hot, which. Yeah. Yeah. I once uh, bumped into her on a Manhattan street. We were both crossing. Uh, it was up by uh, 57th and fifth Avenue. And I turned to my right and I said, you're Barbara Eden. And she said, yes, I am. <laughs> and she, uh, she, she still looked damn good. And she didn't have on a genie costume, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't um, CGI or makeup that made Barbara look like Barbara. I can tell you that. Right. Oh, just overall, very attractive. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's it. That's the one thing you can't really see. Well, you can maybe, I guess now CGI, but it's, they've just a very cute face and she had the body to go with it. She did. And it seemed like a nice person. And uh, it also made me want to move to wherever the fuck Cocoa Beach, Florida was. That, right. Let me tell you, that, that looked damn good compared to Queens, New York. Yeah. Damn good. Definitely yeah. a little bit better weather. No yeah. question didn't, about it. Didn't Larry Hagman drive? I think he, didn't he drive a convertible GTO or something? He had some kind of a hot muscle car, if I remember right. Yeah, I think that came in. Yeah, there was definitely for part of it. And I mean, just the stuff they were getting away with, even in Bewitched with the magic stuff. It's like. Again, weren't relying on a whole lot of CGI. The writing yeah. was definitely better. Yeah. The characters were better as far as being somewhat realistic, where I can't stand the kind of comedies now. I enjoyed watching How I Met Your Mother when that was on, which is probably like, like 20 years ago now. And I thought yeah. that was a pretty good sitcom, and they've rebooted this with a show how i met your father but now instead of in how i met your mother mm. it was a bunch of white friends and that was fine nobody cared that you know it's like friends itself nobody right. really cared but the reboot is oh well this girl's his sister and she's asian and she's gay and this guy's uh, white but then there's right. there's a latina girl here and then there's there's a guy from england i mean it was like did you really just spin the wheel Sure. I'm sure there is a wheel like that. A pointer thing. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm like, this is exactly what we need in this, yeah. in this series to make it correct. And, you know, I understand and I applaud actors and actresses that are like, Hey, I want to work on pro- product that is more diverse. But one of the actresses that was on one, uh, the OC, no, not the OC, the other one, uh, the one tree Hill. Mm. that we watch she does a bunch of the hallmark kind of movies oh and she was talking about well i you know was going to do one of these hallmark movies and i wanted them to make the you know like the secondary couple the secondary characters well i wanted that to be you know a gay couple rather than a straight couple and i walked on this and i'm like fuck you (laughs) if somebody wrote that script it's like that is you know, this whole thing about, oh, you have to respect and listen to somebody's truth. Oh, you mean unless it's a white guy that's fucking wrote a story that reflected what he grew up around. Sure. Then that's wrong. Then you can't have that. It's like that's absolutely when you have to throw it in as like it's some kind of party game. Right. It's like, is that really doing any good? Is that really being honest? That like, oh, let's just rewrite those characters as gay because that's fine. You know, that's exactly the same. It's just it's going to be played by a gay couple instead of 
There you go. It's like, no, it's different. And let people. I got to ask you, were you named after one of the Darren, the the bewitched Darren's? Yeah. My, my mom watched a little too much bewitched, I guess. Shit. Now, which one was it? (laughs) Was it the Dick Sergeant? I think the first one. Or what was the other guy's Dick York. Uh, Dick York. It is funny that they were both named Dick, right? (laughs) Good thing she didn't name you Dick. That's true. (laughs) That is true. I mean, a lot of people still call me that now, but that's, there's nothing to do with them. So which was the first one? Was it Sergeant or York? I think uh, Dick York was first and then he okay. had problems. I think he like screwed up his back making a movie or something and had all sorts of issues. And then it was uh, Dick York that took over or Dick Sergeant yeah. took over for him. I believe he was the second one. Oh, wait, so the first one. So one kind of had like a funky, weird hair and uh, that would have been sergeant i think and because there's one that i always think it that is is darren and the other one always seemed like sort of a, you know, a replacement, replacement or right whatever i don't know and i think it was a guy with like had, had darker straighter hair and he did a lot more mugging and you know but <laughs> which is I mean, anyway the interesting fun to thing- watch elizabeth uh, montgomery really that's what we all watch that for i wanted her to cast a spell on me yes yeah, so also way hotter than i remember watching as a kid it was like oh yeah. Now watching this at my age now, it's like, well, now I can understand this. Of course. I understand this reason. much, much better. But you, you realize when binge watching these shows, because they were created when binge watching was not possible. Yes. You realize how many of these secondary actors and actresses show up in the series playing vastly different characters. Mm, true. Because they never realized that somebody would one be watching that episode with one that happened months, if not a year or two later and be like, wait a minute, Mm. that was the woman that played this other character. It gets way more complex now that you have to keep track of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it also hurts those actors and actresses. If you take a bit role, then it's, you're probably not going to get a recurring role anytime. Yeah. Well, they'll all be out of work anyway with, uh, deep fakes and CGI. So there won't be any more actors and actresses. That may right. be a good thing. That's true. Well, you can, <laughs> I think we're going to get to the point where with the AI, we're going to be able to create our own shows. You're going to be able to say, here's what I want to watch. Mm. And you're going to be able to feed it some parameters and it's just going to be there for you to watch. Mm. And you're the only one that's ever going to see that show. Cause you're the only one that put those exact parameters in, but, It'll just create it on the fly, which would be great, yeah. I guess. Imagine what that'll do for the porn industry. I know. Oh my God. Well, it's already it's doing good. that. I mean, there are, is there are is cases. There in, is there AI in porn already? Or? Well, there was one of these, uh, uh, I think, Twitch people that was caught watching porn of like other Twitch people that he, you know, took their faces and put them in on other people's bodies and the tech is definitely there to do Uh-oh. that at this point. Uh-oh. But the interesting thing is there's very few States and I'm not big. I will agree with the fabulous Ryan Bemrose. I'm not big on new laws for everything that yeah. comes out, but most States at this point don't have laws that say you can't take somebody's photo and superimpose that on a porn video and then release that. And you realize that could do some major harm if people believe that is a real video of somebody. This is true. But most states don't. I mean, this is going to be the catching up on 
technology. And then the other great thing will be like that anybody that makes a porn just can just go, oh, no, that wasn't me. No, yeah. must, must have been a deep fake. Yeah. How will we know it's real? How will we know what's fake? We won't. You have to stay Pretend tuned. world, baby. Right. You have to stay tuned to find out. Now, we've got a Bannon clip or a Scott Lobito clip. Yeah, I don't know. How about let's, let's do a little Scott just to mix it up. Just to get a little Hoboken into the uh, conversation, kids. Uh, he's uh, he's not Hoboken. He's, um, I think he's, he's somewhere in Long Island. He's out there in Nassau or Western, or, uh, Western Suffolk County. Yeah. Happy President's Day, boys and girls. Ooh, yeah, President's Day. This would have been, he, he posted this later. We'd have had this for last, last uh, Monday show, but anyway. The President of the United States' number one priority is to ensure the safety and the well-being of the people of America before anything else. And on this fine President's Day, your Stop. piece of shit, President. Just, uh, well, I don't mean to cut um, Scott off the past, but really, it's it, he should read the president. This president's uh, job is to ensure the health and safety of the people of Ukraine. Oh, really, yeah. <laughs> really, everybody else but ours. But continue. And we would be way happier if he would just spend all of his time in Ukraine. Yes, at the front lines. Yes, please. And on this fine president's day, your piece of shit president is overseas. He's not in Ohio helping those people with that disaster. He's not at the border trying to keep fentanyl from slaughtering our children or American children like never before. Our hospitals down at the border are overrun with the illegal immigrants from all over the world, while our American citizens down there can't even get into these fucking hospitals. So if you happen to be one of those very uneducated, stupid, dumb fucks that think this administration and this president is doing a fine job. You are not only unpatriotic, you are an American enemy. So fuck off. <laughs> I mean, I wish he would finally just say what's on his mind. Yes. He, he really holds back too much, but I, you know, I pulled that clip for a couple of reasons. First, because it's Scott and we just told like a day without Scott is like a day without sunshine, really. But then he, he, his closing um, f- f- sentence there was reminded me of something we talked about last week, which is when people they reference the national divorce and so forth. And I think we, we kicked around the idea. Can you be friends with somebody who is diametrically opposed to you politically? Right. And he, he, he sort of says that right there. You're an enemy of America. Translation, you're an, you're an enemy of Scott. Um, and it it is fascinating when you think that, it's it's reached a point where politicians and their policies are so fucking up, so destroying Americans that no, you you can't be friends with them. You know, I I I'll tell you, I'm I'm just shocked that Vlad hasn't pushed the button by now. <laughs> I'm really, I mean, you think of because how would you feel if somebody was was shooting at you from across the street there in Chicago, Darren, and um, and I was sending the ammunition. Would we be friends? No. No. And you so, can't deny that's a proxy war. I mean, you. there's a lot of people yes, who believe it is. it is just, but you have to understand that what you're getting into is a little bit different than we're providing humanitarian aid. That always used to be the thing. You know, we're sure. providing humanitarian aid. We're going to send in the Red Cross. We're going to send in our blankets and our water and our food to keep people... Right. The the most interesting number, and I don't know when if which no agenda show this was on. If we did we talk about last week that the 
most, I don't think we did. I think it was from Thursday's show of last week that as far as people leaving the Ukraine, no, I said the Ukraine, leaving Ukraine once the war started, Mm -hmm. do you know where most people fled to? Three million, I think it was, fled to what country? Russia. Yeah. Sure. It's like, well, what does that tell you? Those three million were backing Russia. That's the only way you could look at it. This is why you have to understand that it is a more complex issue than most people want to make it. Well, or or want to even try to understand. And of course, it's it's immensely complex. Yes, as is the board. It comes back to Kate movie superhero shit. You know, don't give me nuance. Don't give me complexity. Just give me um, good guy, bad guy. You know, and that's that's all they can hack. That's all they can get behind. And it satisfies some, you know, reptilian quadrant of their small minds. Yes, it activates that part of your brain that makes you feel good. Yeah. Like you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. But the guy, we've mentioned him on this channel before. He has a YouTube channel named Peter Santanello, I think his name is, that he goes into all these different areas and he looks at the local culture and all that. Yeah. And he does some really good videos. One of his most recent ones, he did a ride along with a sheriff down in Yuma, Arizona, I believe it was Yuma. Mm-hmm. And they went down the border and they showed, well, one, exactly what that clip that Scott just had talking about that they have to go out. And if somebody calls 911, which is basically what they're being told to do, get over the border, call 911 because they want to be picked up. If they need medical help, they're overloading the hospital right? because they have to take them. You can't just be like, nope, sorry. Right. And they don't understand. Most people don't understand that aren't in that area, how straining that is for the local community, how much it's costing, how much lives are in peril because of it. Mm -hmm. And it was the most interesting thing to me was when they would go to these places, there was one where the part of the land belonged to an Indian tribe. So it was a little bit different where they were coming over, but they were just looking down at the ground and they were finding money everywhere and IDs everywhere that I guess people come in and they just get rid of whatever money they have in their pocket. And they were finding euros and they were finding IDs. You know, there were a few from China. I mean, this was very interesting stuff to understand. It is interesting. So they want to come in as anonymous so they can just recreate their IDs. Is that what it is? Or just say, I am Alfred Einstein or. <laughs> right. Because then you will, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. You could just come in anonymously and, uh, you know, you're not trackable, I guess, which is why uh-huh. I don't know why you would just leave your IDs in the sand because you have law enforcement down there just picking them all up. And he showed a book of like, hundreds if not thousands of these that he had picked up over the weeks you know leading up to this particular point wow and he's like they share all that information the most interesting thing to me was the money because there were bills there was coins and it was just the whole place was filled like you were like there were a bunch of drunk people in vegas dropping all their cash that's what it looked yeah. like but it was all foreign money yes so, yeah i'm like what nobody takes that in america you can't turn that in at a currency exchange i guess i don't know how that all works mm. If you have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in, uh, in euros, I mean, I would think you'd be able to convert those into American money somewhere at a cost. I think, yeah. But I don't know how it works. It was the one that they ran into was a family 
that had come from India and whoever helped them get over the border, you know, they, when the, uh, the sheriff stopped with the guy that does the YouTube videos. And then finally the border patrol people got down there and they've like, yeah, they've been calling nine one one for like eight hours that they got over the border. And that's what they do. They call nine one one because they want, it's basically calling for an Uber. Yeah. Right. Like I'm right, here. Sure. Come pick me up. Right. Come pick me up and process me. And what's for lunch? Right. Well, that's the other. um, I was I'm going to screw up the number, but it was like something like 40 million a month that the city of Yuma has to pay in order to feed the people that are being coming over and being processed. And it's like, that's a lot of money. I haven't been in Yuma in a long time, but it's it's not much of a city. Let me tell you. So that must be uh, hellacious. And by the way, also Yuma. You know, most of the southwestern desert looks like the southwestern desert. It's it's rocks and cactus and sagebrush and shit like that. But Yuma looks exactly like Saudi Arabia dunes, white dunes. So they film so many movies down there. when they want to do Arabia. That's where they go. So it's a lot closer, a lot closer. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, we've got the it's a Steve Bannon clip. Is this uh this is Bannon and Charlie Kirk talking about um, 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 the guy from Veritas, Veritas and O'Keefe. Yeah. yeah, we need Project Veritas on point more than ever right now. They're on a roll of, you know, does Fox News do this? Does War Room do this? Does Turning Point do this? Does Tucker Carlson do this? You pick the best of the best. We don't do this. You know why? Mm-hmm. That part of it, it's too hard. And it's, it's risky. Well, it's I mean, risky. right now, right now, James O'Keefe is under federal investigation by the Biden regime, the Department of Justice, over this diary thing. It's a joke. He had his apartment raided. And who is it that actually ends up cross-firing James O'Keefe? Not the DOJ. It's not the New York Attorney General, Steve. No, no, no. The crossfire happens to the people closest to him that are supposed to be board members. And their, their big justification is he had black cars for 18 months. By the way, he's raising 22 million bucks a year. Okay. Yeah. So I just, I just, I chose this one because I know we kicked this around last week. I know that, um, that John and, uh, and, uh, Adam were all over this, you know, um, most recent show and so forth. And it's really, it's just such a fascinating thing. And this guy, um, it's not, it, it's, it's basically, it's what you would kind of call a proprietary business. There are very few of those that come along. Um, but when they do, uh, it's, it's the one guy is the face like, to give you an example, like Forbes magazine, right? Right. Malcolm Forbes was, uh, you know, incredibly wealthy guy. He started that was well, father started the magazine, but he was, he was that, he was that, uh, that periodical. And when he died, he didn't exactly take it with him, but it, it took a serious nosedive when, when he did. And I think this guy, um, O'Keefe is project Veritas. And I know Adam and John were saying, well, they can maybe there's a short list of other guys that maybe could step into his shoes. I think they mentioned Crowder. I don't think so. Um, But it's really a fascinating thing because this goes away. We're fucked. I mean, there is nothing else. I know you said you wanted more proof. You didn't believe the hidden camera thing. But where where are you going to come by that? Who's going to who's going to hack into um, somebody's database and get the the information that you would want to, oh, I agree to, with to that. validate a story. There is no, there is no other way. There is no other way than the way he did it. Um, and they, they, this is, uh, I was kind of surprised at Dvorak coming from, uh, you know, certainly a, 
a tech background, a journalist and so forth. It's very similar to um, on, a, on a much smaller basis, but a much more important one to the Apple story back in the um, in the 80s. Apple was cooking along pretty nicely. And somebody convinced Steve Jobs that uh, he shouldn't really run the company anymore. And they should get a, a professional suit in to do it. Who was named John Scully, who almost destroyed the fucking company in 10 years. Yeah, they um, went off the rails. Went off the rails. And Scully's, you know, it was, it was, I remember when that happened, I was like, what? I mean, <laughs> Scully was, he was running fucking Pepsi. <laughs> right. We right. got to bring somebody in who is not the evangelist kind that yeah. Jobs yeah. was, but that's exactly what they needed. Yeah. And it, it was absurd. Um, and this, this guy almost, uh, in, and shame on me. I mean, when Scully got through with that, that uh, company he was trading for eight bucks a share. Why didn't I buy a few? Right. Um, Load up on that. And if you'd have bought Bitcoin when it was at five cents a a coin, too, we'd be in good shape. Yes. Talk about your exit strategy. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so so I just I just found that was a fascinating thing. I think I think Bannon um, summed it up very well. You know, he's he doesn't have the balls to do that. Carlson doesn't. Nobody does. No, no one is doing that other than basically O'Keefe and Project Veritas are the only entity out there that came up with unassailable truth it's like here it is fucking fake you know here it is this is it this is what happened you know well what's interesting to me when you and i were younger you saw this on 60 minutes i believe and on the regular nightly news where they would do the undercover journalism Yes. yes and that all stopped which that's the question like why did that stop a lot of states passed um, laws against hidden camera stuff. Um, well, and audio uh, recording as well. And audio, yes, as well, um, which is probably a bad thing, at least for journalism it is. Right. Uh, if you can't get audio of somebody saying something to you yeah. without their permission, I mean, it's really hard to walk into the sting and be like, hey, I'm wearing a wire. Okay, now tell me about this <laughs> drug deal we were going to make. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah, it's okay for cops to do this, but... Uh, <laughs> not journalists. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's a shame if this guy, if this guy goes away and you know, who knows where, if he's going to reconstitute himself somewhere else, I certainly hope he does. You know, I, th- that's over then, then what, what, I mean, and you think of the Twitter thing, that was a complete fucking anomaly and a miracle that just this billionaire decided to buy this and expose all these files had Musk not shown an interest in that and had the pockets to do it. We, nothing would have changed there either. You know, so it's, it's, there's such, there's such a stranglehold on information in this country by the left. The only hope is guys like O'Keefe. That's it. And the scary part is we now know we can make video and audio sound and look like anything. So the hidden camera stuff with less than optimal sound and video becomes way easier to fake. And I'm not saying Project Veritas is faking it. I'm just saying you and I could very easily fake these kind of things and release it, which is maybe why more people stop doing this. I don't I mean, because I, I, I don't think I don't think it's I think it was more of a legal thing. I mean, they did say, Adam, say that um, um, of that uh, 22 million that um, that um, O'Keefe was able to scrounge up from donors, um, seven million of it was blown on on lawyers. I can totally believe that. Um, but again, you look at look at it. The situation is um, Tucker Carlson. He has no sponsors. Nobody will touch right. that fucking show. It's radioactive. Um, all these people 
the, the, the right media has to survive the way Adam does on value for value on donors. There are no fucking mainstream um, advertisers that will touch any of them. Whereas C- CNN, NBC, CBS, over, they have their pick of all of them. They're all very happy to throw their money at them. So um, it's, it's, it's a shame. As far as, you know, I don't think, I don't think anything that Project Veritas does was, was faked. And certainly they, they, they made their bones long before AI and deep fakes were, were a thing. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, and that, that guy, I mean, he really put his ass on the line with, with what he did and has done. And I think even with deep fakes, like the, la- I predicted when I saw, when I saw his last one with the Pfizer guy that uh, just went batshit crazy. I thought this is it. He's now he's taken on too big a dragon and it's going to slay him. And I, I believe that it's Pfizer pressure that made this happen. I really do. Well, they certainly have more than enough money to work at making anything disappear. They will use that to discredit. They will use that to sue you into oblivion. Yes. And it's just, it's interesting though, that nobody else is really doing this kind of journalism because there are payoffs. You know, especially for smaller journalists, unless it is just the, you know, the fear of getting whacked or the fear that you're going to be sued into oblivion and lose everything you have Mm -hmm. because it's, I mean, I guess they still do this. I mean, do they still have those shows or the, what was it on the, was it on like a 60 minutes or something where they used to do to catch a predator and all of this kind of stuff where they would use the, you know, undercover cameras and all this other stuff. I don't know. And you would think now with, Phones being as small as it's easy to record somebody. It's easier than ever. Sure. And with these small cameras, they were showing the ones they were using to get the, the driver's view for the NASCAR races are now like below the size of a dime that produce super high quality video. So it's like, you would be able to put these things so easily now into, I was going to say a tie tag, but then I'm going to ask, does anybody wear ties anymore? That's the, no, the shirt button would do true. Exactly what you would need. Have that, you know, right. Get a nice clear viewpoint. Yeah. And I'm surprised more people aren't doing it, but it maybe it is. It's just, it is hard because it is risky. It, it is also risky. It might just be that people don't know how to do journalism anymore. That you actually have to go get a story. You have to find sources. You have to corroborate those sources. You have to, you know, double check, triple check. You have to make sure that you're not being fed a line. Which is, I mean, with all the yeah. Project Veritas stuff, I think but, it's vital to open a door to show you the possibility that something's going on, but you don't yeah. just take one person's word. You got to go find other people that are going to say the same thing. But they're not going to, unless they're, unless they, unless it, they do not know that they're being recorded. Oh, I would agree. Going to, you know, what have you got? Let me look at this, this latest thing with the uh, butter jugs and his press black is so, <laughs> so typical. Don't bug me now. I'm on, I'm on my personal time. And let me take a picture of you so I can make you have a few sleepless nights. And then when I am not on personal time and I'm visiting East Palestine, um, I'm going to sick this attack dog on you who's then going to bitch because you ask questions and say I'm not answering them on camera. This is where we are. It's the government. It's corporations. It's everywhere. It is a fucking wall of silence that nobody can get past. So the only hope is an O'Keefe. God, I hope other people try to copy him because he, he was it. Who the fuck else can do that? Well, I think it's a vital way of doing journalism 
I, you know, again, it's just one of those things where I'd rather have you have two or three people that you had the hidden camera, which they did. That was Project did. Veritas did really well with the Planned Parenthood stuff. Yes, they did. They had several. And Acorn, they had several, if I recall. Correctly. Right. And you had, okay, here's corroborating evidence. This is only where I'm like, if it's just one guy, it could just be a moron. Because I know a lot of morons. He was a very highly placed moron. Yes. Well, he, wasn't, he was not an elevator. You know, guy. that doesn't mean that he's not an idiot. That's true. That's true. So this is, I mean, this is also the world we live in. We know people are being given jobs. We have a vice president that the only qualification was the melatonin in her skin and the fact that she's got a vagina. We believe. I mean, I've never verified that. I don't want to be speaking poorly of her and her Venn diagram. Would somebody make a Venn diagram of all the dumb things that Kamala Harris has said? That would be nice. Remember she said she, she did a whole monologue in Venn diagram. I know. Over and over. I didn't realize she had mentioned them like 8 million times yeah. until somebody did the super clip. <laughs> and it's like, wow. But we know why she got the job. We know Joe Biden got the job because he wasn't Donald Trump. And then he picked a vice president that had to f- check the certain boxes, just like it's the same thing with how I met your father. It's the same thing with the television. Now you got to click the right boxes. Otherwise you can't go. Yeah. You don't get the time, but I've got a couple of clips from our buddy, the one oh. and only, and it fits into everything we've been talking about. Keith Oberman. I mean, I know this will trigger everybody. Keithy, Keithy. We're, we're tossing the, bombs and we're getting ready to go to war the kevin mccarthy tucker carlson scandal busts wide open the capitol police board to meet to vote to try to stop the speaker from giving the january 6th video to the liar and house democrats also now can you legally just call somebody a liar without having that be uh libelous or uh I would think you would want to say alleged or, but I mean, he's just straight out calling uh, Tucker Carlson a liar there. That would seem to be defamation. I think you can generally call somebody a liar as a a generalization, but I think if he said, uh, you know, I don't know if he, if he probably, if he pegged it to some specific statement, then he might be open to, uh, you know, to legal action, but it just, you know, you can call anybody a liar if you want. I don't know find something in their background could say was this was a lie so yeah he's a liar i suppose i suppose convene after what hakeem jeffries calls an egregious security breach and what zoe lofgren calls a blueprint for bad guys on how to successfully attack the capitol this oh please i know fucking idiot a blueprint for bad guys yeah those those bad guys with buffalo hats and war paint (laughs) i don't understand how watching the video available from the Capitol Mm. is going to help people attack the Capitol in a more efficient manner. Right. That I don't get. Uh Oh, Uh Oh, (laughs) was was that, was that statement deemed to be incorrect? And I guess it was, (laughs) you have lost vital jeopardy, (laughs) but I don't understand how seeing that video would help, you know, this whole concept that it is, going to be able to lead to another insurrection it's like it doesn't make sense if you're telling me we have every camera angle available in his whole thing i think he even mentions it here like well you're going to show them how to get around the cameras well there should be no way to get around the cameras right at the capitol i mean you got enough money and when they're telling mm-hmm. us how many thousands of hours of video there are mm-hmm. i'm guessing there aren't any empty and if there is a blind spot somewhere in there 
video range, they should get that fixed. Because I just don't understand how this would be helpful at all. All this can do is show you the events as they transpired on that day. And if you really believe Keith Olbermann that this was a violent insurrection, wouldn't you want all that video to be seen? I don't understand about whose hands it in hands that it is in that is going to show it makes a difference. Well, because it has already been selectively edited by the oh, DNC. Right. And they did, right. And so they don't want uh, the counterpointed uh, video to come out that, we, uh, that will rattle that story, that, that'll break that narrative. That's what it is. We don't want the truth to come out. No. Near the 20th anniversary of Geraldo Rivera giving away to the Iraqis the exact position of the 101st Airborne live on Fox News. It is time to put Fox News out of business. Also, Marjorie. Uh Uh-huh. Calling uh, to put a news organization out of business. That doesn't seem. out of business. Put the gun companies out of business. He wants everybody out of what business is this? I guess one of the smoke clears will just all be in the Keith Olbermann business. Yeah, he wants the government to be in business. (laughs) That's it. He wants to be a complete socialist or communist government, it seems. Was uh, was he wearing his Alex Rieger shawl collar sweater when he did this one? Probably. The video? I think yeah. that's all he ever wears, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Taylor Green wants to take voting rights away from Democrats. Okay, when did Marjorie Taylor Green yeah. said she wanted to take voting rights away from know. Democrats? Yeah, where's that video? Barney Rubble's body double and her latest brainstorm and much else on the Wednesday Countdown podcast now available wherever you podcast. Yeah, I don't. You're not available where I podcast. Mm. But this was the then the next days. So it kind of has the theme running okay. through it. Okay. Only Marjorie Trader Green would be stupid enough to demand a national divorce of the red states from the blue states while she is living in a blue state. So is he saying that he doesn't think she could leave that state if there was a national divorce or what? Oh, no. Does, does he not know people can travel? They have cars. Still, Keith Olbermann. He's like, what? They could move. What? I didn't know. She's, but she's living in a blue state. (laughs) You're dumb saying you want us to. It's like, no, I live in a fucking blue state and I'm all for breaking the country (laughs) into two separate entities. Then I get to decide which fucking state I want to live in. See, now it doesn't really matter. Right. But if it, if it did, if, which I don't believe it will, but if something that insane actually happened, well, then I can vote with my feet. I could leave unless you're going to try to keep me hostage then, because that's what blue states do. But they are doing that. You know, um, there's a thing in the docket to attack um, Californians because they leave the state. Right. Oh, yeah. They get to, out of California that, tax. That fucking clock. Yeah. It's like that makes so, a uh, lot of sense. Well, you're leaving us. So we, we were counting on your tax dollars. Of course, it's exactly what it is. Don't you go. Don't you go maker. We got a lot more takers. We got to take care of. So you go, you stay right here or we're going to, you know, we're going to nick you on your way at the door. We're messing everything up so horribly that we know you want to leave. Right. Right. As as long as you pay the exit tax, we're fine with that. Yeah. You know, can you keep paying us for the next five or 10 years when you move to a different state? Can you keep paying your California state tax? That would be great. Yeah. But what do you expect? She was raised on a diet of Fox News. Right, because again, Fox News is the problem. Fox News lies. This is a guy that worked for MSNBC, right? Yeah. That's the hilarity here. Because I do believe, and I know that's a pet peeve of uh, the No Agenda guy saying, I do believe 
<laughs> that Oberman Go believes ahead, anyway. I believe he's a he's a true believer. I do. I believe that Keith Oberman believes the stuff that he's spewing, and that's the scary part. He's not playing with a full deck. No, it's clear he isn't. And now that Fox's true evil has been revealed in the Dominion lawsuit. They're true evil. True now. evil because they're countersuing that bullshit corporation. Uh-huh. Why is that truly? Why is that true evil, Keith? Keith, I, mean, I, I have a name for him. His name is Keith the Queef. <laughs> no, it's almost as good as Butter Jugs. Yeah, Keith the Queef. I mean, Butter Jugs lends to better artwork for a T-shirt, but I, I like that too. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fox's true evil has been revealed while Kevin McCarthy has turned over 41,000 hours of January 6th surveillance video. 41,000 yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. How long right. did this last? How long did this insurrection last? I thought it was, what, five hours at the high end? Would that be about right? So that. So, you know what? Where's one of the bends to uh, uh, pencil that out? How many cameras running simultaneously for five hours to just, does it take to come up with 41,000 hours of, uh, of footage? Well, if we divide that, that would be about 8,200. It would go into five times. So that would be like 8,200. Uh, and then if you, you know, it, that would be thousands of cameras. I mean, I can't thousands. give you an exact, yeah. but it's thousands, thousands of, cameras, of cameras. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know the Capitol is big, but that still seems like a lot of cameras. Sure does. With that thousands said, I'm guessing they've got coverage of everything. And that is what the lefties are worried about. Sure. Remember, there was a whole thing. I never quite understood it about like somebody planting pipe bombs. And there was, remember, there's a big flap over that, Darren when it happened and there was footage or there wasn't footage and people said it was federales doing that. Is is that, you think that's part of this, um, their fear of this as well? The things are going to come out that are going to not look good for them. I believe that's what you're going to find. Sure. What things, this would really tell me is that there's going to be something in this footage that makes it obvious that Donald Trump wasn't at fault. And that's, I know their end goal is to prove that Donald Trump was at fault. Sure. In all of this. But this is a lot of footage. And the fact that it's being given to a journalist mm. and Tucker Carlson, I mean, he's a biased journalist. I don't discount that. Sure. As they all are. Yes. Which that would be my point was, okay, if you're giving this 41,000 hours of video to Tucker Carlson, also give it to Keith Olbermann or give it to whoever you want at MSNBC, give it to Morning Joe. Give it to Rachel Maddow. Give it to everybody. Because mm-hmm. there's really nothing that's involved in this video that should be private at this point. This should be the video that's out there everywhere that anybody that wants to be able to go and look at should be able to look at. If it was all yep. recorded from public cameras at the Capitol. But I kind of like that they gave it just to Tucker. Well, it's definitely pissing people off. It's pissing people off. And because all the other stuff, um, what we did see was um, was um, you know handpicked, selected uh, by the DNC. So it's like they had their turn to cherry pick the footage they wanted. And how now many people does turn. Tucker Carlson need to look through this video? To I was find- thinking the exact thing. How big is this? There must be a, a hiring uh, a, a spasm going on over yes. there, at Fox. How many fucking guys are going to need to to comb through 
41,000 hours of footage. Holy shit. We need people to watch the video footage and tell us what we need to expose. Yeah. To Tucker Carlson exclusively so he can show the next insurrectionists how to avoid all those cameras and reach all those panic rooms. The time has now come. We must deplatform Fox News and we must close down Fox News. That's a big talk from little Keith. Yeah. We must That's always big talk from Keith. Yeah. Anybody always. that dares to try to find the evidence against my people, they got to be shut yeah. down. Always. Yeah. Always. Probably from episode one of this show and the other shows I've done. It's very simple to me that if there's a war going on between two groups and one side's going, Oh, quiet. The other one, shut them down. Don't let them talk. Always. Those are the bad people. Always. Whoever's, whoever's calling for silence is, uh, is the is, a, is the evil one always and that's what everybody needs to learn and go look keith what's the again why not what's just problem get yeah why not get to the bottom mm. get to the truth no we must de-platform them we must ruin them we must stop them from aiding yeah. the next round of insurrectionists again i don't understand like it's going to show them how to get to those panic rooms it's like mm-hmm. uh no i don't understand how that would even be a thing because I'm guessing there's probably some areas in the Capitol where even Tucker Carlson's not getting the video. That would be my guess. You know, there could be private offices. I don't know who controls that. If there's video and say the speaker of the house's uh, office, Mm. if the speaker of the house controls, whether or not that's being given out or what. Yeah. Either way, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Tucker Carlson and his crew can find. Because I bet you there's something there. The left is getting way too mad about this. The proper answer otherwise, whether you're as nuts as Keith Olbermann or just somebody else on the left, you'd be like, let them look through the 41,000 hours. What are they going to find? A bunch of Trumpers causing violence. That's what they're going to find. But when you go all ape shit because they're given the video, there's something in the video that you think is going to be found that you're not going to like. Yeah. Because otherwise you're all for it. You're like, yeah, definitely. I want this is going to prove my point. Just watch. It's going to prove my point. Now, if Tucker Carlson comes out with, well, we've looked through the uh, 41,000 hours of video and, and we didn't find anything interesting. You know, maybe this maybe we're going to see some guys in those. FBI windbreakers leading the charge. <laughs> Ray Epson company. Yes. You never know because they are getting awfully antsy about it. True. Yeah. And if you see the person or people that were the first ones to start the violent acts mm-hmm. and you can trace them down to uh, FBI informants or FBI agents, well, then you got a whole different game. Yeah. There's definitely something the left is afraid of. And it's going to be fun to watch and find yeah. out what that all is but but it doesn't matter because no matter what those no matter what those recordings reveal um because it's coming from the the source well not the the secondary source being tucker carlson and fox um it won't be believed and they will they will fashion a a a narrative to cover it as retarded as vlad blowing up the Nord Stream to himself they will say anything it'll be the you know be shift with the russians they will say any bullshit no matter how idiotic and outrageous it is and it appears the the bulk of the populace will will swallow that doesn't it 
Yeah, they'll eat it up because they don't know better. And that's why that's my viewpoint on almost everything at this point. It probably can't be proven one way or the other, no matter what it is. So you really have to sharpen your critical thinking skills and ask yourself, why is this happening? Yes. Does it make sense or does it not make sense? Who is benefiting from it? Who is not? Mm -hmm. When you try to figure out what's going on in the world, which I think is what we do on Planet Rage, which is why people hopefully listen and support the show, because we are, in fact, a value for value podcast. We learned that from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak of the No Agenda Show, which means we put the shows out there. They're free. There's no paywall. Nope. They get to enjoy them. And if you got any value out of them whatsoever, it's up to you to get some value back to us by going to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there. And today we have a we have a big thank you. I was going to tell you about this last week, but I'm like, let's let's let this be a uh, surprise because I actually got a real letter here. A real letter. I want to hear this. A paper letter. Oh, my God. You better laminate that down and frame it. Yes. A paper letter in the mail from our good friend, Loretta Vandenberg. Rhett. Oh, I'm so glad you brought her up. Go ahead. She says, I hope this letter gets you as you recover from the AFib. I'll pray for your health and speedy recovery. I, that is very much appreciated. Uh, things have been better. Felt a little bit earlier today, but again, I didn't think it was going to be a hundred percent fix from where we were like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Things are way better she says she hates paypal and doesn't do the crypto thing which i understand yes and she says i love the show and i hope to catch up on some of your other shows when i can and attached to this was a check for 250 dollars. wow which is is above and beyond and it very much appreciated Rhett. it is i gotta tell you yesterday i Again, you know, I'm in my escape from California. I spent all day yesterday. Um, by the way, I have a, I have a way to get uh, water spots off of shower doors. <laughs> is this what you've that's, been working on? That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. incredible. You know, it was my the, and uh, and it's it's you use number four um, or four zero ultra fine steel wool and a barkeeper's friend, and you make a oh, face yeah. out of that. And it uh, holy, but it's still even even that. It's not magical. It's like it's probably eighty percent muscle. Yeah, it takes know. elbow elbow grease but that's my wife got that for my mom's uh, sink it's like you got to use the barkeeper's friend yes but i was listening to our our boys and i heard them mention Rhett and her recent you know green light health wise and i i kind of got choked up i really did i thought that was so cool she is so cool and i couldn't be more thrilled that that's how it's going for her and what a kick and now now this so god bless you we love you Rhett. Yes. And she has the connections. If you ever need a chopper to come get you out of uh, really California, she can I'm gonna keep that in mind. She can help you out. I mean, she talked wow. about that. She used to work at the Pentagon. So, I mean, yeah, you don't want to make Rhett mad. No, she makes a phone call. We disappear. <laughs> and it's very much appreciated. I know she's still catching up. She made history with grumpy old Ben's by finding the show. A hundred and I'm just guessing here, but like 150 shows in Mm -hmm. and rather than, oh, I found the show. I'm going to start listening to this said that she was going to start at episode one and go and go through. So for a while we were getting notes 
in about shows that were like way back because she was refurbing or something, her house and doing a lot of work while listening to Ryan and I, which I don't know if that's how I would recommend doing your, uh, your housework, <laughs> but uh, I guess that was working for her. And it was like, oh, you're wait, you're starting on, on episode one, which was good because I think you were on episode one or two. So yeah. it, was, it was a good way to get it going, but she's still <laughs> catching up. She sent in a donation also to grumpy old Ben's and she's still working on catching up to, to real time. And now that more of those are coming out, it's, it's like, oh. it's a never ending spigot of content, which is what we do. And we hope that it is valuable. And, and obviously we do. this is the number one donation and this is setting a bar see this csb this is a new bar yes indeed it is although with that said we give csb crap all the time for his <laughs> like three dollars a show it's like 71 shows in that's a couple hundred bucks if it's every show so it all adds up and it's all oh, very it much appreciated coming in also with his 20 dollar monthly sir sean of the allegheny valley thank you sir sean and a blackbeard coming in again with 20 bucks thank you blackbeard Sir truck driver with 565 that's monthly as well and he like subscribes and and promotes and and sends driving, the man. donations to all of the shows that I do and that's that's a lot mm-hmm. we seem to just keep adding more but he, he has did. a lot of he has a lot of time while being out there on the road so i can oh, only God. imagine how much content you would need yes hours and hours a day so thank you for doing what you do sir thank and, you sir truck driver and then comic strip blogger, of course, coming in with his 15,033 Satoshis with another note that he never wants me ever to read a note ever again. Okay. Larry Darren, the so-called artificial intelligence advances through society at breakneck speed, assimilating the clown tarred commie herd, <laughs> devouring the measly amount of attention coins the proletariat contributes. Listen, this is a new idiom for me. Listen out. I've heard look out, but never listen out. Listen out for the latest news about the singularity and other interesting topics such as Chinese rooms. Hmm, wonder what that is. By tuning into Turing Test Record Breaker and artfully insightful Gregory Foreman, host of the AI Cooking Podcast. I'll make that the AI Dot Cooking Podcast. Rage on, you leg ends, we Lutfas ride till we die. Yo, CSB. I'm not sure what that means. Rage on, you leg ends, we Lutfas ride till we die. Yo, CSB. Oh, now, the question that. is, did Gregory William Forsyth Foreman write that or did CSB mm-hmm. write that? And we could just have a whiff. Maybe if you just want to read the messages and send an MP3, then everybody on this show could hear the voice. That's of ai.cooking mm-hmm. i do I like what a chinese do you know what a chinese room is no i i like clown tarred commie herd though I, that i, I thought love was. clown card tommy herd that's commie <laughs> herd that's great i like that but i don't know what chinese rooms are i mean i thought that uh-huh. just would be rooms in china i guess i need to learn more about all of this ai stuff that is taking over the world you and me both our buddy Sir Netnet also came in with 8,888. Satoshi says, I think the name for AI generated TV shows is, quote, shit shows. Well, I think that's uh-uh. all shows or most. I've been watching uh, The Ranch, which has been off the air now for a few years. Well, it was never on the air. It was a Netflix show. And it was uh, 
Ashton Kushner or Kushner, whatever his name is. And Danny Masterson, of course, who's having some issues now with the, uh, with the court systems that people 15 years after said he did bad things to them. Uh So he was fired from that show. And then it looks like that's right where I am now where he left. And it's Dak Shepard kind of comes in and takes his place and it's not as good. And it never is. But I like Ashton. He seems like a relatively nice, normal guy. And maybe it's, that's just a total uh, front, but the, uh, the best part of the show, no doubt about it is Sam Elliott as the father, because I mean, he is just like the ultimate kind of cowboy existing in today's world, which you don't really get much anymore. Mm. You know, I grew up watching the Lone Ranger and the Cisco kid and all the old John Wayne movies and Randolph Scott movies. And, you know, I liked all those old Westerns. So Sam yeah. Elliott is, he's in that vein. What's your favorite Western? It's hard. I mean, it's really hard to pick one. I mean, of course, some of the John Wayne ones were very, you know, cinematic, you know, Hondo or, uh, mm. you know, the Randolph Scott ones I thought were great as well. You know, but even the even the goofy stuff going back to uh, I, I'm almost all the way through, I, I end up coming in and coming out of these things. But I almost got all the way through watching Gunsmoke, mm. which uh, I think a g- very well written show, which is why it lasted for 20 years. Have you seen Duel in the Sun? No, I don't think oh, so. Yeah, you have that's you talk goofy. <laughs> Man, wow. That's Joan Crawford and uh, who the hell else is it? Scott somebody and uh, and and uh Oh, he's a big commie. He played the cop in the Godfather, got his head blown off. Um Sterling Hayden. And it is absolutely bizarre. You have to watch Duel in the Sun. It's a must see. So it's it's uh probably not as good as Blazing Saddles, but uh well, it's not, it's, 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 it's at least as funny, but unintentionally. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. You have to see that. We'll have to check that one out, but the, there is actually some, and I know they're trying to make fun of the Republicans because Sam Elliott being the old rancher, he is very, very, very conservative. And there's a, a storyline spoilers where he's having heart issues and they want him to go into the hospital to get whatever test done and the ex-wife is yelling at him like you're gonna we're gonna find you dead you know face down dead in your spaghetti with bill o'reilly on the tv <laughs> and uh, sam elliott just looks at her cocks his head and says god willing <laughs> <laughs> like okay i like this good line yeah. you know but that's that's the he's very uh understated which is great there's a lot of comedy that just blathers on a little too much and he does a lot with the you know the the few the few words that he says if always with sam elliott it seems but as this character really really holds true mm. and we got another boostergram from comic strip blogger whoa this wow. is wow a twofer i know Thank it's a CSB. two it's a two for csb uh uh two or monday it's not a two for i, I was Two for Tuesdays are good, but two for Mondays are fine too. He says, "Howdy, crackers." So I guess that means we're white. I thought you're you're like a Polish guy, CSB. You're a white guy too. Come on, mm. howdy, crackers. Unless crackers means something else in uh, in the AI world, I don't know. He says, "See Bandrew says dot com for pod with Bandrew and Darren okay. C Twitter DM." He answered you, so now he's sending me messages during the show just to uh, just to communicate. Yeah. This is the beauty of Boostergrams. 
if you yeah, don't know, he knows how to work the system to yes. maximize his exposure. If you don't know what boostergrams are all about, go to newpodcastapps.com. You'll see a list of things that support the boostergrams. If you're just getting started using something like Podverse right there in your browser or downloading their apps are nice and easy. Podverse.fm. You connect that to an Albi wallet and you'll be streaming Satoshis out to people in no time but we appreciate everybody especially Rhett but we appreciate everybody for supporting the show for listening for uh for helping the show grow the thing you can do is tell a friend do a review post about us on the social medias and uh, let people know we're here and we're having fun and we're taking down Keith Oberman who doesn't want to take down Keith Oberman we got Keith the Queef in the crosshairs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, we need to right there, CSB. Write us a little comic, Keith the Queef in the crosshairs. We can sell the T-shirts, and we'll we'll cut you in. It'll all work out. It will all work out. See, I got to do a random thoughts this week. It was nice because I did it last Monday, and now it seems like it's been a long time. So I have no idea what that's going to be about. I know I should have been keeping notes because there were a few different show, uh, not shows. There were a few different stories that I ran into over the last week that were very similar in how they made me react as the Don Lemon story, which was everybody's getting this fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. They're missing the details. So I'll probably figure out what that was and do a show, but I don't, and I'm guessing it'll be on Wednesday. Start to go back to keeping things on a nice, uh, a nice, even schedule as that Larry show is usually to keep people. Cause otherwise they're like, Oh, wait, where is it? It's late. Or it's if it's early, then it's still late because then they're like, well, I didn't see the early. I was expecting it today. But I yes. digress. You digress, but that's okay. We like your digressions. They're good. Do you know what this week's That Larry Show will discuss? God, I don't. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery to us, it's too. It's a mystery. But you might enjoy last week's Young Larry Battles School Commies. You battle a lot looking of just at the, at the thumbnail alone, a little, you know, it's, it's remarkable how much I looked at, you know, as a nine-year-old as I do right now, if you look at the <laughs> thumbnail at thatlarryshow.com, even, even wore the same sunglasses. You're like, you think I would have grown up, but no, yeah, it's the same look. It's a good look. I'm not losing yeah. it. I'm keeping that look. Yeah. So I've been fighting commies all my life. I didn't even know it at the time, but I was. Well, you didn't know they were called commies. Well, I knew something was off about the, the agenda they were pushing. I knew it, it rankled me. Yeah. Well, and a lot of it is just understanding the difference between right and wrong and going, no, I can't just sit back and, and ignore this anymore. Yes. And I think that's where most people are right now. Mm-hmm. And I think they want that roadmap to things they can do to, to make a difference, to be able to stand up. And, you know, and maybe that, again, is part of the Project Veritas stuff, because it's scary to stand up. Yes, you just have to support guys like that and your local podcaster, because we are the last uh, bastion of, of truth. We are. Hey, if the Internet goes down, we'll get it out on the shortwave. Yes, we will. Or, and myself, CB. Right. <laughs> so people, people, you know, three blocks away will know what I'm thinking. So. I'm going to have you driving. We're going to get an old bluesmobile and just drive around. That, Darren. <laughs> that would be <laughs> perfect. That. It would. Darren and Larry on the streets of L.A. and Chicago just driving around in a blues mobile, blaring out the shows. <laughs> if you see us, come and say hi. Do. With that said, we will be back next week on Monday for another guided tour 
of Planet Rage. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world, do it! Shit! 